This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. The men's international goalball tournament took place this weekend in France. The tournament saw six national teams compete. Canada was one of those teams. Peter Parsons is fresh off the plane with jet lag and a recap of the competition. Hey, good morning, Peter. Good morning, Dave. (laughs) You uh, do a lot of travel for uh, sport. Uh, Are you immune to jet lag now or what? No, I, I still get it for sure. It was quite the uh, flight from from France to uh, to Montreal, and then a delay in Montreal getting back oh, early man. this morning. Oh man, <laughs> you know what? There's nothing to me more frustrating than when you're taking the plane and you fly by your final destination only to backtrack. I, that happens right. to me on the train all the time. I'm like, no, there's my apartment right there. Can I just hop off? Uh, I'll just walk, but the, but they don't let me do it, Peter. Okay, Peter. Yeah. Enough horsing around. Enough horsing around over here. How was the competition? How'd it go? It went really well. We had uh, we had eight Canadian men's players and we split up into two teams of four so lots of playing time and um we had canada red and canada black and uh, i was a part of canada black and we uh we won the silver medal um we had a big semi-final win over france blue because france had split their uh national team into two as they prepare for paris 2024 as the host and so um yeah no it was a it was a, a big um win for us in the semifinals and then unfortunately we lost to the team from uh it was a club team actually from berlin with one of the top players in uh germany on it oh cool yeah um so okay you mentioned uh, the france side of the equation before you left you had mentioned there was going to be a big joint training session uh with canada and france how'd that go it went really well we had um a lot of gym time and we got a, we got to uh play with a lot of different combinations of our of our athletes um against uh different combinations of the of the france athletes who we later uh this past weekend competed against so last week it was a it was a really busy week of multiple training sessions a day um and uh we were staying at the uh at the uh, olympic um training center there in oh, cool. uh, marseille and so it was a really great facility and um yeah they treated us really well they had really nice facilities they had like um hot tub ice bath type of things as well oh, and, sick. Um, yeah so it was it was a, a great experience the, the france national team of course gearing up for paris 2024 as the host um were uh you know they're they're um really accommodating to us and to to have some uh, some great training sessions which was really good for us as we're preparing for um our para pan ams and and uh santiago chile um in november i was i was going to ask you to look ahead to santiago but but hold the thought for one second there peter i'm curious what it offers you and your teammates to maybe get a big session in like that a training camp in like that right before a big competition like last weekend like how much does that end up getting sort of the body and the mind and the feet wet going into a competition that you might typically not get to do for your standard international competition yeah, it's so important, especially since through throughout our big country, we're so so spread out. Like there's two of us from Nova Scotia, um, there's a couple from BC, and all, all points in between. Um, so, 
we don't get to train together as often as what would be ideal. Some national team programs ha are more centralized um, and they're together uh, training um, months of the year together. So for us, a training camp like that is huge. And then to be able to go right into a, a competition at the end of the training camp was uh, was quite ideal, actually. So you mentioned Santiago, November. What is the pathway here? What is the road for the Canadian national men's team ahead between now and uh, Paris 2024? Yeah, so at Santiago, we have to um, finish ahead of the U.S., to qualify for Paris 2024, um, the U.S. And, and all the other countries. I just say the U.S. because they're our main, uh, the top competition. They they would be the favorite to qualify. Uh, Brazil has already qualified as the world champs. There are only eight teams that qualify, and so for us, we need to uh, we need to finish uh, like top two in that tournament ahead of the U.S.A. and the Argentinas and the Mexicos and you know out of all those teams. So um, we have. We have a couple of uh, a couple more like e an Eastern training camp and a Western training camp coming up in between. We have the Nova Scotia Open at the end of the month, um, at the end of this month uh, as well. Um, mm -hmm. So those are kind of preparations for Santiago. What's on your personal agenda? Because the Nova Scotia Open obviously is taking place in your neck of the woods. What's on your agenda here as you prepare for that month? Because obviously, I, I imagine you're going to have some hosting duties, but you want to get some training in here too. You want to get some competition going as well. Yeah, it's it's very busy for me because I am the... I'm the main organizer, have my organizing committee um, where we organize the Nova Scotia Open. Um, and, you know, we've been doing it. This is our eighth annual event um, with two years off due to the pandemic. But so between hosting, um, organizing, training, uh, as well as doing some coaching, I'm, I'm, I'm quite uh, busy with, with goalball for sure. But with, uh, you know, a big focus on, uh, on the, the training. Yeah. Uh, you know, Peter, it's not just you on the men's side. The women's team is having a lot of success and a lot of it's coming out of Nova Scotia. I know our mutual friend Jenny Bovard is oftentimes trumpeting the great work and the great competition on the women's side. I, I'm going to ask you to kind of uh, be a little braggy for a second here. Why is Nova Scotia such a hotbed for goalball right now? Well, I have to say we have like the top uh, young athletes. Like before we went to... Um, France, uh, myself and Mason Smith, who's 24 years old and one of the top players in the country, um, we had our selection camp in Montreal the weekend before we went to France. And we had um, two young kids, one 14 years old, Harry Nickerson, who we talked about on the mm -hmm, show, who's mm -hmm. a gymnast, uh, and uh, Griffin Hiltz, who's 18 years old. And uh, I, was I was realizing while I was there, hey, we have the... Um, we have the two youngest guys here, which was the the obvious thought to me. Then I thought, wait a second. Well, Nick Gentleman, he's uh, 21. I'm like, wait a second. Mason Smith is 24. He's the fourth youngest. We have the four youngest players. So, wow. um, you know, since I've been working uh, for APSI, the Atlantic Province of Special Education Authority, um, I've uh, got a lot of kids involved with goalball and you're starting to now see that come up through into uh, the men's game as well. Uh, so that the Nova Scotia Open will be having two men's teams and um, it's great competition opportunity uh, for for the uh, for the kids so yeah it, it, Peter I'm reading between the lines here I'm doing a little synthesis 
it almost strikes me as that reminder about the importance of good grassroots programs that mm-hmm. translates to elite level success. Definitely. And uh, we've been going to a tournament um, since 2016, or actually 2017, in Ontario, the, uh, the Ontario Provincial Tournament, because they opened their tournament up to Eastern Canada. And as soon as they did that, we took advantage of that because they had a youth division. And so um, we just had started a youth program here in Nova Scotia at the time. So we'd send our kids to that. So they had the they had uh, an annual tournament to look forward to after you know their weekly practices through the season, which I think was so important with their development. And then from that, they would go from youth to playing junior, and then from junior to senior. Um, and like as a lot of our, our players playing in the men's game, which I call senior, um, is our junior athletes still still junior age athletes and junior nationals are coming back this year so we uh, will be sending teams to calgary for that so all all these competition opportunities and yeah the grassroots uh, like you said are are so important i think we we've done that really well here in nova scotia okay peter i know you're fighting through some jet lag today i appreciate it but i'm going to ask you the daily poll before you get out of here this one comes at accessible media on twitter at accessible media inc on facebook actually the country you were just in, uh, France, Paris, France, dealing with a, a bed bug outbreak. And it's begging this question. What insect in your home makes you feel the most icky? Ants, bed bugs, cockroaches, centipedes. But Peter, feel free to go off the board here because I know I've got sort of a very Toronto-centric angle on a couple of those insects. I would have to say Dave June bugs. Um, we get them. We get quite a few of them here in Nova Scotia and they're big and uh and kind of disgusting. Um, I actually, uh, they don't freak me out as much, but my wife absolutely gets freaked out. Do you hear them buzzing outside the screen <laughs> oh window where one gets in the house every now and then and it kind of freaks her out. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to go with June bugs. Yeah, and hey, you know, if, if the wife's a little concerned about them, you as the, uh, the resident blind guy in the house, we're not exactly <laughs> equipped to go hunting and exterminating. <laughs> Yeah, right. You kind of got to do what you got to do, but they make they make a lot of noise, so that helps. Okay, yeah. Hey, that's very kind of them. That's very uh, disability uh, inclusion focused of the of the June bugs. Hey, Peter, this is great, man. Thank you for fighting through the jet lag this morning. Congratulations on the success of the team, and talk to you again in a couple weeks here. Great. Thanks, Dave. That's Peter Parsons, the chair of Blind Sports Nova Scotia. Coming up after the break, Netflix has a new rom-com. Amy Amanti reviews Love at First Sight. Not exactly the most original title in the world. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.